0: Chapter 20 of From Bangkok to Bombay, Siam, French Indochina, Burma, Hindustan, by Frank G. Carpenter. This recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Betty B. Benares, Holy City of the Hindus. Once again I am in Benares, which is to more than two hundred million people the holiest city on the face of the globe. This place is considered so hallowed that according to the believers in brahma and his various manifestations all hindus who die within fifty miles of it go straight to heaven no matter what their lives may have been even moslems buddhists and christians share in the spiritual benefits of a pilgrimage to the sacred spot this is the greatest pilgrimage city on earth the tomb of confucius in china the birthplace of mohammed at mecca and the church of the holy sepulcher at jerusalem all put together do not draw nearly so many worshipers more than a million pilgrims kneel at these shrines every year thousands make the journey here by prostrating themselves again and again measuring the distance from their homes by their own lengths on the ground once arrived every pilgrim goes around the forty five mile circuit of the five holy spots near the city this pilgrimage of the five places follows a route marked with temples and shrines and takes six full days the temples in benares and along the pilgrims routes are full of images of the various hindu gods and a visit to them is the quickest way to become acquainted with the deities of this religion and the many strange beliefs of its devotees brahma is represented by an idol with four heads and four arms he is the great creator who made mankind and all things that live sarasvati his wife is often represented beside him as a gorgeous lady riding upon a peacock and clad only in jewels she is the special patron of music and speech all liars pray to her and she takes away their sins vishnu the second great god has numerous temples here he is known as the preserver who came down to earth to deliver man from demons, snakes, and wicked men, and from anger, avarice, and lust. He has his own special heaven and can take his followers there. This god is said to have had ten incarnations. As Rama, he is the model son, brother, and husband, and that is why the name Rama is so often given to children. When friends meet, they say, Ram Ram, by way of greeting. In the character of krishna vishnu poses as a lover and husband and according to tradition he played the part well he had more than sixteen thousand wives and one hundred and eighty thousand children not counting the girls in another incarnation vishnu is juggernaut the name is sanskrit for lord of the universe juggernaut is worshipped in various places in india but the temple at puri in orissa is the most hallowed of his shrines. At the great festival that takes place there every summer, the town is filled to overflowing with tens of thousands of pilgrims. Every temple of Juggernaut has its car, which typifies the active moving world over which the god presides. But most sacred of all is the one at Puri, which is 45 feet high and 35 feet square and has 16 wheels, each 7 feet in diameter once a year the crude log image that represents juggernaut is mounted on the car which is then drawn at a snail's pace through the streets it is followed by two other cars each of which bears a log one of them the brother and the other the sister of juggernaut the distance covered is only a mile but it takes days to make it as the images are put in place the massed worshippers kneel and bow their heads to the dust then rushing forward they fight for a chance to help draw the huge vehicles onward sometimes in the scramble or in the terrific heat hindus are killed around the cars sometimes perhaps people old diseased or unbearably discouraged have seized this opportunity to commit suicide but the number of those who have perished at the wheels of the car of juggernaut has been greatly exaggerated and the idea that the god desires human victims is an error according to chaitanya the great apostle of juggernaut the destruction of the least of god's creatures is a sin against the creator the wife of vishnu is lakshmi the goddess of wealth and luxury who sprang from the froth of the ocean when it was churned by the gods she corresponds somewhat to the greek aphrodite risen from the sea at cyprus to become the ideal of love and beauty the last of the three great gods is siva the lord of the universe and both the destroyer and the giver of life he sits enthroned on the himalayan heights his throat veiled in blue mists the ganges wanders in the matted forests of his locks before it plunges down upon the plains below thirty-three million spirits do his bidding one of the most sacred of the many sacred places in india is a cave twelve thousand feet up in the mountains year after year holy men toil up the steep ascent to the cavern at amarnath in kashmir where a spring eternally frozen has taken the shape of the symbol of siva as the giver of life siva's wife is the terrible kali this lady wears a garland of human skulls and a necklace of dead men's hands and her long, outstretched tongue is supposed always to drip blood. Before the British took India, human sacrifices were made to propitiate this goddess, and during a famine of a generation ago, human heads decked with flowers were placed on her altars. I have heard, too, that within the last ten years a native prince was dethroned by the British because he had offered a human sacrifice to the insatiable Kali she was the goddess of the thugs the caste whose members used to travel through india strangling victims in her honor she is supposed to live in the cemeteries and to delight in pestilence famine and all the miseries of mankind her worship which is altogether a worship of fear is one of the most revolting features of the hindu religion there are besides many other manifestations of vishnu and siva as well as hosts of local deities so that in its lower forms hinduism has wandered far from the ideal of one god and has multiplied gods godlings ghosts and demons until there are now in its theology something like three hundred and thirty-three millions of these beings there are on the other hand hindu sects with the purest philosophical conceptions their members believe in one god alone who made the heavens and the earth and who permeates everything he is a part of every man and therefore man's acts are his acts the sacred books of hinduism are the vedas which are published in sanskrit and are about the oldest of religious manuscripts there are four of them the most important of which is the rig veda this contains more than one thousand hymns and commemorates the march of the aryan race from kabul to the punjab or land of the five rivers and then there is the sama veda which is largely taken up with religious rituals the atharva veda composed chiefly of incantations and the yajur veda the publication of which the government has tried to suppress on account of its obscenity everywhere i go i see brahman priests consoling and at the same time fleecing the pilgrims they are distinguishable by the painted marks of their caste on their faces and half-naked bodies and by the cords around their necks there are always more than thirty thousand of them in benares gathered about the temples or seated under great umbrellas of matting down by the ganges benares is a city of sacred beasts as well as holy men it swarms with sacred cows and great white bulls with humps on their backs it has sacred apes and a great temple in which swarms of monkeys live with a goddess. I visited that temple this morning, and watched the priests sacrifice a live goat to Kali. In the courtyard is a stone, upon which is a forked post with two prongs. The goat's neck was tied to the fork, and cut off with a cleaver by a half-naked Hindu. As the axe went through, the blood spurted out, and the image of the horrid goddess, it seemed to me, burst into a grin. The monkeys throng the courts of this temple and live in the trees around it. They are revered as representations of the monkey god Hunaman and must not be harmed. Priests and pilgrims feed them, and they are so tame that they will come to one's feet to beg for food. At the entrance to the temple were peddlers selling popcorn, some of which I bought. The minute i entered the temple several of the little beasts jumped at me and grabbed the corn from the plate and as the grain spilled out upon the floor monkeys came down in droves from the trees and chattered and grinned at me while they devoured it i was warned not to touch or strike them as they are vicious and sometimes bite strangers there were many baby monkeys trotting about by themselves or with their parents and a dozen half-starved dogs rushed in and fought with the monkeys for the popcorn the filth of the whole place was indescribable from the monkey temple i went to the golden temple in the heart of benares with its gilded and gold-plated spires it is one of the most beautiful buildings of the city it is dedicated to siva in his character of lord of the universe the golden temple is about the holiest place in benares and i was stopped at the door by the priest and told that none but Hindus could enter. I could see through the doorway, however, that the court was filled with people from all over India. There were the white costumes of the Bengalis, the pinks and blues and yellows of the natives of the United Provinces, the deep blues and reds and oranges of southern India, and the coarse homespuns of the Himalayan foothills. I saw also rich dresses of the wealthy side by side with the rags of the poor but members of the lowest castes may not enter here connected with this temple is a courtyard in which is the well of knowledge the water of this pool is so holy that he who drinks it will go straight up to heaven the precious liquid is ladled out by priests and given to the pilgrims the latter used to throw flowers and other things down into the well as their offerings these rotted and made the water filthy and putrid but nevertheless the pilgrims gulped it down eagerly the well is now screened and protected from such contributions though it still smells like bad eggs the water is bought by the cupful and swallowed with gusto not far from the golden temple is a temple filled with cows and bulls the animals sacred to siva imagine a court the size of an ordinary barnyard with a bandstand in the centre let the court be walled around with great stalls in which stand a hundred sacred bulls. They are white and dove-colored, and as clean-limbed as jerseys. On their backs are great humps, and their ears hang down. They are as fat as butter, fatter by far than the lean devotees hovering about them and pressing food upon them. Here and there, a bull or a cow moves through the courtyard, munching the flowers and grass handed it by the pilgrims i saw a cow go up the steps to the altar in front of the image of the god and bite at a wreath of flowers hung about a worshipper's neck the hindu thought this a sign of the favor of the gods and showed his appreciation by bringing ganges water and giving it to the cow i saw too a pretty slender brown maiden whose form worthy of aphrodite herself was clad in a single piece of navy blue cotton around her head was a red cashmere shawl which hid all her face except her great black eyes her hands and arms were bare and she carried a heavy garland of bright yellow flowers she brought this to the biggest and most beautiful bull in the stables and chanting a prayer offered it to him the dove-colored beast ate the flowers and as he did so she threw her arms around his neck and gave him a hug the scene made me think of apis the bull of memphis who was worshipped by the egyptians thousands of years ago and also of the fair eo whom juno turned into a cow because the flirtatious jupiter had been casting sheep's eyes at her i see these sacred cows and bulls everywhere in benares they go about the streets like gentlemen and ladies of leisure staring into the shops and crowding human beings out of the way Now and then they visit a fruit or vegetable stand and take a bite of such of the wares as they fancy. The merchants do not strike or ill-treat them in any way. Indeed, they will not even drive the animals off. And though a bull or a cow may chew up a fruit seller's whole stock in trade, he must smile and look pleased. To the Hindus, all cattle are holy, and the humped breed native to the country are known as the sacred cattle of India. It is a sin to mistreat one of these beasts, and for a Hindu to slaughter cattle or eat beef would mean not only loss of caste in this world, but punishment in the next transmigration. The Hindus scorn all Mohammedans and Westerners because they are beef eaters, and among the first bills introduced into the provincial legislatures, after these became more truly representative, were those prohibiting the slaughter of cattle. The bills were not passed, but their introduction shows the Hindu point of view. Gandhi once said that protection of all cows is the central fact of Hinduism, that the cow stands for the entire subhuman world, and that through her protection, man realizes his identity with all that lives. He explained that the cow was selected for exaltation because she was in India the best companion and the giver of plenty she is he said the mother to millions of indian mankind i must say however it appears to me a long way from the heights of gandhi's eloquence in behalf of the cow to the degraded worship of the beasts in the temple of benares as i walked along the streets i noticed men peddling flowers for the bulls and necklaces anklets and other jewelry there were scores of beggars and the lame halt and blind were jostled by the bulls and cows. One poor fellow, all skin and bones, and naked except for a breechcloth, had lost his arms at the biceps, and he wagged the scarred stumps at me as he nodded his head to the brass plate on his knee. He appeared delighted with the one-fourth of a cent that I gave him. Yogis and fanatics are numerous in Benares. Siva is the patron god of these religious devotees who form a caste of their own. I see them everywhere undergoing all sorts of mortification of the flesh to attain merit and consequent salvation. Today I photographed one sitting in a hand-cart which was being pushed from place to place by his admirers. It was a rude three-wheeled affair open all around and decorated with flowers. The fakir himself was the most horrible human figure I have ever seen. He was a living skeleton almost stark naked with great round staring eyes and long frowsy hair his hands which lay over the dashboard of the vehicle were mere claws his shoulder bones seemed about to burst through his skin and he was so doubled up that though he sat erect his bony knees were thrust up his armpits his face and body were smeared with ashes i have seen many of these men during my travels in india they never wash and pride themselves on their uncleanliness. Their methods of torture are legion. I have seen some who have sat or stood until their bodies have stiffened and they have lost the use of their muscles and joints. Some hold their tightly clenched fists overhead until the fingernails grow into the flesh of their palms. There are yogis at Benares who never sit down, and others who lie on beds of iron spikes or upon masses of broken stones some try to acquire merit by refusing to sleep and others by eating all sorts of vile foods such men often carry about human skulls as drinking cups among these so-called holy men are some that are able to walk through fire and at every holy fair you may see a half dozen or so undergoing the ordeal of the five fires the fakir sits almost naked just far enough away from the four fires about him to prevent the flesh from sizzling the fifth fire is the tropical sun blazing down on his head others claim that they can remain alive though buried underground for long periods they declare that they can seal the lungs by putting the tip of the tongue into the windpipe and then they allow themselves to be interred not all these cases appear to be frauds reliable witnesses report That they have seen the yogis dug up alive after such burials some say that the men go into a state of hibernation like that of bears in winter a doctor who examined a yogi buried alive said that he detected a faint breathing during the period of interment of course in most instances the burials are pure humbug sometimes the yogis are said to be buried alive for a week but in such cases it will be found that there is a cleverly concealed hole through the ground to the mouth of the yogi. But worse than the spectacle presented by these holy men, their filthy practices and needless suffering, or even their frauds, is the fact that they live on the public and cost the Indian people something like $60 million a year. They are most expensive parasites upon the body of one of the poorest peoples in the world. End of chapter 20